Hi, I'm Alyssa. Hi, I'm Jenna, and welcome to Sincerely Your Best Friends. A podcast about life and advice for people who don't seem to have a best friend or miles and miles away from theirs like we are. We're here to help you and have a good time while we do it. All right, let's chat. All right, so on today's episode of Sincerely Your Best Friends, this is our first episode. So we're going to kind of give you a little about us, um, our journey, where we are now, and then we're going to dive into moving away from your hometown um, and everything that comes with that. So Alyssa and I, we met in sixth grade. What was it? Was it homeroom? <laughs> I don't even know what the class was before the real classes. It was like, it was a math class, but we were yeah. there for like a half hour before class started. It was just very random. Yeah. And every day, like literally Jenna walked in the room. I was like, I'm going to be her friend because <laughs> no one else in there had like friend qualities for me. And then yeah, it was kind of a weird, uh, <laughs> a weird class dynamic for sure. And then ever since, like, we literally clicked the first day, and every day after that, we were asking for permission to go in the hallway and decorate our lockers. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I feel like after that, we were, like, inseparable. We did everything together. Yeah, like, I can picture us having completely different class schedules, Mm -hmm. but, like, literally, we were, like, in the hallways, even up until senior year when we were Dorothy and Toto for Spirit (laughs) Week. (laughs) Oh, dear. We had no classes together, and everyone was like, oh, I saw Dorothy on the (laughs) second floor, and I saw Toto going into the library. Oh, that's funny. And then I don't even know. I can't even tell you what our first, like, play date was. Like, I don't even ever remember going home like, hey, can I hang out with Jenna? Like, my brain (laughs) literally speeds up to just, like, being at your house all the time. (laughs) Yeah, I don't even remember. It's so bad. Like, middle school, kind of high school is kind of a blur. What, yeah. As sad as that sounds, but I don't remember, like, I only remember, like, key points in my life. Yeah, I only remember, like, significant mm-hmm. snippets or, like, really random stuff. Like, I can remember a book that Paige and I read in fifth grade. Right. And, like, it's just <laughs> it's some so stuff random. sticks and some doesn't. But, yeah, mm-hmm. we've been best friends for a while. We went off to college, kind of, like, grew apart, but we were finding ourselves so I don't think either of us took that to heart and then came back together we also went to college it had to be like five or six hours from each other yeah I was on one part of New York and you were on the other part yeah so it's kind of hard to like maintain the same level of friendship that we were used mm -hmm. to because like literally every day after school we were together in high school so Mm mm-hmm So a little more about me. Um, I went to St. Bonaventure. I think Bonnie's is in like Western New York, if I'm correct. It's like an hour, hour and a half from Buffalo. So went to Bonnie's, graduated May of 2019. And then I waitressed at my family's restaurant for a few months. And then my dad was like, Jenna, you need to start looking for a job. (laughs) And I was like, ah, okay. So it was kind of a toss up between New York City and Raleigh. And so I left it up to fate wherever I got a job first is where I went. So I had a couple interviews lined up in Raleigh. And I remember Connor, my older brother, he was like, Jenny, you've got to go to these interviews. Like, and he bought like my plane ticket down to um, 
Raleigh. So I actually got both jobs when I moved or when I um, went for my interviews. And like, we'll get more into this, but they were kind <laughs> of sketchy. We both went through it. So. Yeah, 100%. Um, so yeah, I got the jobs. And then, so I flew back home. And then I think I moved, maybe three weeks later, I moved everything down to Raleigh. Which we're still about like six hours apart. Yeah. But yeah, I guess I'll go into a little more about me. Um, I went to school at the College of St. Rose in Albany, New York. (laughs) A small little private school. Um, I met Tom there, who's now my husband. And yeah, we decided that we didn't want to settle down at that time where either of our families are located. So we started looking at other cities. And the first one on the list was Nashville. We visited on a vacation with my parents. And ever since that point, Nashville was what was in our mind. He's an audio engineer, so there's it's really the perfect place for him. And then I ended up graduating a semester early in December of 2018. So I got a job also. <laughs> Pretty sketchy job. (laughs) And moved down here in January of 2019. And ever since then, we've been in Nashville. I remember, um, I think it was like one of the career fairs we went to in high school. And Alyssa was like, we we found the St. Rose booth. And like ever since then, she was like, I'm going to the College of St. Rose. Like, how awesome would it be to like go to like a college? Like, I'm going to the College of St. Rose. (laughs) I remember that so clearly in my head. And she did it. She went. Yeah, that's something like if I have my mind made up about something, (laughs) you are not Mm going to change it. Like, I guess that's just me being a Taurus and being stubborn. Like, there's no... Like, even from the point we decided Nashville, nothing else was an option, and we were going to make it work. And it was pretty tough here for a while, so it's like... Yeah. I don't know. I just really stick to things that I decide on. See, I think about it because my top choice of college was um, Albany, and I fell in love with that campus. And, like, how wild... Like, I wonder what our life would have been like in our friendship if I was, like... Because I think St. Rose and Albany were, like, right down the street from each other. Oh, yeah. Carissa and I literally, <laughs> the first month of college, Carissa and I snuck into Albany like, frat parties and pretended oh, that we were rushing uh, the sororities at <laughs> Albany. Oh, uh, that's we, funny. Carissa had a couple friends that were at Albany, so it was easy. They would just tell us, like, say you live here, say mm-hmm. this. So... <laughs> We really went hard the first month there, so I couldn't imagine with how, like, the last two years of high school went with us, like, how it would have been if you were right down the road. Right. I did a complete 180 of where I went to college. You know, I Mm -hmm. wanted a football team. I wanted to be in a sorority, and I went to a college. No Mm -hmm. football team, no sororities, like, tiny, but it was for the best, I guess. (laughs) Go Bonnies. I always think that, too. Like, Tom and I also applied to another school and got accepted. Like, both You were going to transfer? No. Like, back when we were applying for schools and didn't even know each other, we also oh. had applied and got accepted at another school, like, the same school. 
What? Yeah, and Tom actually committed there for <gasps> lacrosse, but then he decided that, like, music was going to be more beneficial and, like, the route he wanted to take, so he chose St. Rose. But it's just... Shit! It's wild. <laughs> that is nuts. I never knew that. Yeah, kind of makes me but it's, realize, like, it was destined to be Yeah, because, like, what if you... I don't know, like, what was the school? Uh, It was, I think it was, like, Maryville or something. It was in Pennsylvania. Because, like, what if you guys ended up just going there? Like, you still would have met each other. Yeah. That's just nuts. Oh, that's weird. It's crazy. (laughs) We also figured out that there was a time that, like, we were both in New York City at the same time. What? But, like, New York City is so big, and I only had gone, like, four times in my life, so. That's freaking nuts. (laughs) I know. It's wild. It's weird because, like, you guys could have been in, like, 50 million different places together and, like never cross paths but then when the time was right yeah you guys finally crossed paths and then and then it was history well and it was weird because like when I went into college I was like I'm never getting married if I want kids like I'll go to a sperm bank and do it myself like <laughs> I was so like bitter mm-hmm. towards the whole thing and yeah. then I met Tom and he like literally felt like a long lost best friend like oh I love that it was like it's weird to think about like and we'll talk about this in another episode but like to click with someone so quickly we were at the dining hall for three hours and I was talking to him like I talk with you like it just felt like I'd known him my whole life that's wild and come to find out a friend of mine who's a medium says that our souls have actually known each other in all of our past lives that's wild. So we'll go into that, but it was just crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I met Tom and Jenna was far away, hanging yeah. me out to dry. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's a little bit about um, us, where we're from. Well, I we never really said where we're from. We're from like small town. I hate to say Geneva is a small town. Should I say Geneva? Am I yeah, allowed I mean, to say Geneva? Okay. I don't care. I mean, we don't oh, live. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, like, I was thinking this this morning, like, Geneva is a small town in the grand scheme of things from where we Mm -hmm. live now. Like, I'm in Nashville, you're in Raleigh. Geneva is small. And then when you get into, like, the culture of Geneva, like, you know, everybody knows everybody. So even though there's 13,000 people, like, which that's, like, a stat from, like, 2009, so Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's grown. (laughs) But also, like, someone who moved from Lyons, like, Lyons is... So much yeah. smaller than Geneva. Lions, so. like, <laughs> lions. <laughs> I just, like, I know from a small age, I never wanted to stay in Geneva. Mm-hmm. I always wanted to move away, and it was always New York City. New York City is where I wanted to go. Then I ended up in Raleigh, which, that's not a bad decision, but it's just funny. Um, But, yeah, my family, we own... Two restaurants, I had two older brothers, like, everybody knew my family. Everybody knew my dad, my mom, my grandma, and I just, I hated going to the grocery store and seeing somebody that I knew. Mm-hmm. As bad as that sounds, and, like, everybody knows your business, and it's just not, that was not my cup of tea. Yeah, I think it's just a really hard place yeah. To, like, move and develop yourself. Mm-hmm. Like, you're kind of, every move you make, you 
are going to hear about it yeah. somehow. Like, what, like a lot of people just talk. And it's, it's just, mm-hmm. like, part of being a smaller community. But mm-hmm. it's, like, you can't really do anything. You're kind of on eggshells. And it's mm-hmm. a really hard place to be in when you're 16, 17, mm-hmm. 18 and trying to find out who you are. Yeah. So I think we both... And a lot of people that we graduated felt the same and just kind of, yeah. like, had to get out and experience the world. And a lot of people want to go back. Like, and I love going to visit. Um, yeah. I'll probably end up somewhere else in New York, but. Yeah. Maybe one day I'll venture to the city. Yeah. You'll get there. <laughs> I'll never forget, though, this one time I was at the doctor. I was the lady doctor. <laughs> and, you know, I'm in the chair yeah (laughs) (laughs) so the doctor's there and then the other lady comes in she's like oh my god you look just like your grandmother and I was like you've got to be kidding me I have got to get the hell out of here you're like which end of me as far as way (laughs) oh my god yeah so that was another moment of realization that I cannot be here anymore yeah and I, I love going back and like um seeing my family but I know I'm always like rushing to get back to Raleigh because like there's nothing there yeah I think a hard thing too is when you um move to a place where there's so much to do Mm -hmm. even in Albany when I would go back for winter break I'd be like man like Mm -hmm. it is it's boring (laughs) but like I don't know. Like, there's not many restaurants or bars. There's, like, a select few. Um, And then the closest city being Rochester. That's still, like, 45 minutes away. Yeah. Um, Do you want to start on, like, your journey to Nashville and how that started? Yeah. So I applied to a job and... They, like, packaged it up like it was going to be, like, such a good, like, marketing job. I went to school for public relations, so um, I went and I did an interview down here in Nashville, brought my mom with me, and we, like, looked at apartments, and I was like, cool, got the job, had it in the bag, went back home, moved down, like, three weeks later, and I got here, and the job was nothing like (laughs) it had promised. Like, it was door-to-door sales, and... I just rem- it wasn't like paying me. I remember crying literally every single day. And there was a point like it literally I got my first paycheck after working like a 50-hour work week and it was $182. Holy so I was shit. like something's not right. Like this is fishy. Mm-hmm. And at that point I'm like now like I'm a adult like I've been thrown I've thrown myself into adulthood like I have bills to pay I have a dog to take care of so I just remember sitting in the car bawling my eyes out on the phone with my mom and literally having to decide if my $30 in my checking account was going towards buying myself some groceries or buying the dog dog food Cooper always won of course I'm gonna get him (laughs) dog food I lived off peanut butter and jelly and rice and beans like for until I got out of that job. And I remember I was only, like, there for probably, like, three or four weeks um, until I found something new. I happened to be at my mailbox in my apartment building, and 
the manager came out, and I'm still really close friends with her, but she's like, oh, how's things going? Like, how are you getting settled? How's the job? And I was like, I hate it. Like, I was not going to beat around the bush. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. And then she emailed me and said, we have an opening here in the office if you want to interview for that. And it was a leasing agent, never had any experience in it, Didn't wasn't, like, too pumped about going into another like sales position but Mm -hmm. at that point when you have like nothing to choose from you have to just take what you can get and I got that job and I've met some of the best people in my life here in Nashville from that job and I was there up until two I was there for two years so I was there until like last July and then I got Mm -hmm. my current job which is remote, and it's a PR job that does outreach for a real estate data company. And I love it. So it works out. Yeah. But it was super stressful there in the beginning. I remember, like, weighing, like, my all-time low in my whole life. Like, it was just – it was scary, but Mm -hmm. I knew, like, going home wasn't an An option. option. Yeah. Um, I feel like it just – like, I needed to build that character. Like, I needed Mm -hmm. to – go through those steps because I just value so many more things now because I had nothing and I was yeah crying. I remember crying in the Target parking lot on the phone with my mom and she's like, which my mom is very like by the book and she doesn't beat around the bush with anything. Mm-hmm. Um, usually if I'm like going through a big life decision, she'll be like level-headed and give me all the advice she can but I remember her just saying like go quit drive drive back to the office and quit today she said you're not getting paid so what difference does it make (laughs) and I I think that made it a little better like having yeah being 20 or, or 21 I don't even know how old I was in 2019 but still having like my mom's acceptance of what I was gonna do yeah because I'm that's 13 hours from everyone I know. Like, there's no support mm-hmm. system here for me at that time. Yeah. So it's pretty scary. And then talking to people now when, like, people heard I moved to Nashville at, back home, like, they're like, that's so brave of you. And I'm like, is it? Like, I never kind of took it as that term. I mean, it's it's scary, but when I was doing it, it didn't feel brave. It just felt like the next thing to do. Yeah, like... I remember like people saying it like, that's awesome. That's like a big leap, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, it really didn't take much. You just pack your car up and go. (laughs) Like it wasn't like a life sink or death situation. It was like, well, this is where I'm going. Yeah. I didn't like, I really didn't see it as like a brave thing. But then Mm -hmm. now like looking back, I'm like, and how it went the first two months. I'm like, yeah, "Yeah, that was pretty brave. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I guess my situation was very similar in the sense of I went down for an interview and it was for a, I quote, marketing firm. (laughs) And actually both of them were for marketing firms. And the one, it was like, you'll be making this much, um, this, once you get acclimated, like you'll make this much, you'll be taking home like thousands of week or like mm-hmm. something like outrageous and I like 
I went like believed it. Mm -hmm. And it was like, you'll be working for like all these different tech companies and like blah, 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 like trying to sugarcoat it like a lot. Mm -hmm. And so in Raleigh, there's like downtown Raleigh and then there's like North Hills and North Hills is like money. Mm -hmm. There's like uh, very like huge sky rise or high rise buildings like and like just driving into North Hills and being like, oh my god like I'm gonna work in this office building like to me it felt like a little like the city like New York City and um so I was very like in awe about everything and kind of like blinded by um the whole situation the whole job what they were telling me because now looking back it was a total scam yeah so (laughs) (laughs) I feel like an idiot admitting it sometimes but like what can you do you know like It's a, a learning experience. <laughs> so I um, got the job, whatever. I actually was on a Facebook group of, like, people relocating to Raleigh. And I, like, posted a little blurb because I needed a roommate. Um, so then this girl messaged me. And, like, we clicked. And um, she actually went to school down here. And she was looking to, like, get out of the dorms and be, like, in an actual apartment. Um, so she kind of did all the apartment hunting for us and I was just kind of like if it's in like a safe area the rent is cheap pretty much (laughs) um like go for it so um yeah never met her like we just I don't even know if we FaceTimed like we just phone called or whatever the (laughs) hell it's called yeah so I moved down my mom moved me down and then my dad came like a few days later with more of my crap then I started work I think like a few days later and like I walk in, like, this is great, you know, and then, like, we're all, like, huddled around a circle, like, I don't even know what they're, like, motivational meetings. Yes. And it was, like, basically feeding your mind with, like, this bogus of... You're going to be an entrepreneur and, like, so successful. You're going to make all this money, like, blah, 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 just to make... It's basically him controlling, like, his minions to go make him money. Mm -hmm. So, boiled down to it, I was working in a Sam's Club. There was Sam's Club and Costco at those freaking phone kiosks. Oh, no. Yeah, I was uh, one of those guys. And, um, yeah, I was not good. I was not good at it. Like, I could not sell a fry to a bird because it was just, it was bad. And, um, yeah, I think... We got paid every week, and I remember working, like, a full week, and I got my paycheck, and it was, like, 200 bucks. And I was, like... Your stomach just sinks when you see that. I was, like, I make $200 waitressing, like, one night. Right. And I was, like... So I felt it out, like, I know, like, I got... They said, give it a couple of weeks, like, Mm -hmm. to get acclimated, like, learn all of the vocab and, like, learn how to sell. And, like, once you're selling, like, it's just cake basically. And like the way we got paid is like, if you sold, I I don't even remember. It was like, you had to sell, let's say five cell phones. Mm -hmm. And then once you make it over five cell phones, that's when you make commission. Like you're not getting just the base pay. Yes. So, and like at one point, like I was selling Mm -hmm. like my, like, um, I don't know, my boss, technically she was like my age and she was like Mm -hmm. running shit. And, um, she was helping me like I was selling and then I got my next paycheck and I was like, what the heck? So I, um, the next step up was like 
it well you weren't like a base person mm-hmm. you were like a leader or something and to be a leader you had to go on a trip yeah to a different <laughs> office they sent me it was like very fast it was like within a day they sent my ass to Roanoke Virginia no shade on Roanoke Virginia but it was and they sent me with this other girl and we did not vibe and she mm. was kind of sketch and um so yeah they put us up in a hotel i was there for a week and um i never had so many panic attacks and mental breakdowns in my life oh. and like the other girl drove so i didn't even have my car so like I was like stranded in the freaking hotel room, just like having a panic attack. That and, just like, like turned my stomach thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, and I remember I called my parents every day, just bawling my eyes mm-hmm. out. And that, like, I was in the hotel room applying to jobs, applying to jobs, and I applied to a bunch of waitressing jobs because, like, I remember I had, I want to say to maybe $300 in my bank account and I had to pay rent. Like it was, Mm -hmm. the month was coming up and I had to pay rent. And I was like, the only thing I know is like waitressing, you get fast money, like you get money that night. And um, so this guy called me when I was at work, I was at the Sam's and like basically called me in for an interview, Italian guy, Italian restaurant. So I was like, okay, cool. This is this is good. Like I'm getting good vibes. So I kind of knew before quitting the other place, like that I, um, kind of had a next step. And so I went to the interview after I got back. Um, I didn't even like go back into the other job. I was like, (laughs) they don't even like, they don't like, I'm not, they're not benefiting me. I'm not benefiting them. So I just like texted, um, my work lady and was like, yeah, this isn't for me. Here's my resignation letter, which I don't recommend doing obviously put in a notice. Well, in, like, that job, it doesn't matter. Because I just walked in and gave my iPad back, and I was like, yeah, this is not for me. Like, I'm out. (laughs) Just keep a little dignity. Don't show in your, not show in your face. Yeah. But, um, yeah, so I waitress, which, we'll get into this later, but I waitressed for about four or five months, and then I got a job as a customer service rep um, at this chemical company that was like way outside of Raleigh. So I was driving 45, 50 minutes every day. Um, yeah. And it was just a very toxic environment. Um, and then I got a job back in November as a marketing associate for a construction company. So complete kind of 180. I mean, I went to school for communications and digital media. So I always knew I wanted to be in marketing, but like construction, (laughs) but it's cool. It's very well, interesting. Well, I think the cool thing is, too, even just hearing both of our stories, we're not even near each other, and our lives have been almost completely <laughs> parallel. Yeah. Although I don't have a husband, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. yeah, we have gone through very similar situations. Yeah. Well, in, like, my job now, I would never think, like, especially because I was in the leasing industry, I would never mm-hmm. think I would be in anything that involved housing again because I just didn't really want to do that but I love my job it's so interesting especially Mm -hmm. because I'm on the side of it that gets to like do outreach and we mostly just produce studies about the housing industry which is like really interesting to me so Mm -hmm. like you were saying with construction like you would never think of 
that you would be doing that, but yeah. it's interesting to you now. It's cool because, like, we build all of the um, proposals and um, presentations for the interviews and everything. Um, so I'm kind of the behind the scenes of, like, winning that job. Yeah. Um, and it's cool because my company was established in Raleigh 73 years ago. So, like, we've built a lot of the buildings here. And now we're building, like, bigger and better buildings. And it's just very cool to see, like, how many, like, this company has on, like, the city of Raleigh. And, like, now I'm, like, kind of being a part of that, which is yeah. awesome. And, like, learning my city and, like, learning the backhands of it. So, um, yeah, very interesting. Yeah. I, uh, and, like, every time I look back, like, I remember thinking when I, my job was, like, in the shitter when I first moved here. I was like, <laughs> was this a mistake? Like, every day I was thinking, like, was this a mistake? But, like, something in my gut was like, no, it's not. Like, it's going to work out. Mm-hmm. especially because I am not the type of person that would quit a job without having anything lined up. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I did. <laughs> I did with that first <laughs> one because it was really like I would be more effective going out and applying to jobs mm-hmm. for 40 hours a week than I would at that job. So, yeah. but then within a week and a half of quitting that job, I had a new one. So mm-hmm. if it's meant to be, it really does always work out and like I know for me I decided to make this move so I have to make it work and I like moving back home was not in the cards for me I was not gonna go home and face all the people yeah no I would not want (laughs) to like I would have felt humiliated because by that point everyone knew like Mm -hmm. Alyssa's going to Nashville Jenna's going to North Carolina like yeah like we said, word travels fast in our town. Thanks. Like everyone knew what you were doing, or at least like the people who cared did. Mm-hmm. And having to face that and go back would have been like a gut punch. Yeah. So if you're thinking about moving, I mean, I think the biggest thing is like just getting out of your hometown, even if it's just for college. Like even if the only thing you do is go to college in a different city. Mm-hmm. Like, do that. That's going to expose you to so many different people and different lifestyles. And, like, that's going to be way more important to, like, how you develop as an adult and as a person than, like, staying where you've always grown up. And that's not to bash anyone who decided to do it. Yeah. I think everybody in their life should move away from their parents or mm-hmm. from their hometown for a little time. Like, yeah. Because, or at least just move out and be in your own space because I know I grew so much mm-hmm. just moving to college and learning how to, like, make myself good. I mean, obviously, I would, I'm responsible and I right. would, like, get up for school. But, like, not having your mom there to, like, hold your hand mm-hmm. or buy you groceries or cook you dinner, like, you have to do all of that stuff. And that's where you gain a lot of, like, real-life skills. Yeah, well, and the thing is, like, not only do you not have, like, your parents there to hold your hand and get you through things, you also don't have them there watching your every move, which I Mm -hmm. think is a little easier when you're trying to develop as a person. Yeah. But, yeah, I really think you need to, like, experience the world outside your little bubble because Mm -hmm. 
I would be a totally different person if I had stayed in our hometown. I mean, like even college, like it's going to take time to adjust. I know I had a horrible time. Like my first two years, I really wanted to transfer. Um, I didn't really have that close of friends, like moving away from like home. I had you as like my best friend. Like we did everything together and like we had like a good group of friends and um, we were kind of friends with everybody. Mm-hmm. And then moving away to school, like I didn't have my best friend anymore. Like I didn't have even a close group of friends Um, And it was really hard trying to be accepted by people. And, like, I know there was this one friend group that I just really wanted to be friends with. I was, like, for me to be, like, popular, like, I have to be friends with them. Right. And so that kind of put me aside from making friends. And because I had my eyes set on being friends with that friend group. And they didn't want me to be their friend. Like, they didn't give a shit about me. So I was very alone. Like, very alone. And then I had... The girls on my floor, um, they were all really close. And then I kind of got into their friend group a little bit. So that helped and that they ultimately made me want to stay. And I'm glad I did because like moving, it's very hard to like move away and make friends and not feel alone. So it was, that was hard, but yeah. And I also think like we kind of each took like the baby step to making a bigger move. Like we Mm -hmm. went from the Finger Lakes to near Buffalo and Albany, which were bigger than our hometown, but still yeah. smaller town cities in the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And then I went to Nashville, you went to Raleigh. So it was like a kind of like ladder. We kind of like yeah. took a step up every move we made. And then like moving away, I'm like, shit, now I got to make more <laughs> friends. Like, so my roommate, she was really cool, um, Danny. And we got along. We had a couple, like, weird patches, but she's we're still, like, really close friends now. So Danny went to college in North Carolina. So she knew kind of, like, where to go out, what to do. So I remember, I think Paige, um, Paige came to visit, yes. like, one of my, like, second or third weeks um, there, which was a lot of fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I love Paige. Paige is one of our um, really close friends. Paige is actually my first friend in Geneva. That's funny. Second grade. Back in the day. Paige is a riot. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, so Danny and I, we became, like, obviously really good friends. And then since I waitressed, I worked very, like, weird hours. Like, I used to work back up. The marketing job, it was a lot of – so they targeted a lot of, like, recent grads. Like, that's how they got their people. Like, it was yeah. all – so I was like – thinking it I was like oh my god this is where I can meet friends like whatever so that went to the shitter and now it was waitressing so it was very odd hours because I literally worked all day and basically all night um so we would go out like on a Friday or a Saturday night but I didn't really have friends luckily I had um I have two cousins that live down here so I would do a lot with them um but still it was very hard to make friends like no one wants to like hang out at 10 o'clock at night Mm -hmm. like it's just it was just very weird so I didn't really have I didn't have friends like when I was waitressing um and then even with my second job I worked 45 50 minutes away from the city um and it was a small company and it was all people who lived in that area and it was in like a very like country town um so then it's funny how I actually started making friends 
my friend Julia, who I mentioned before, she has a twin sister. And so Kara went to college in Delaware with this girl, Madison. Mm-hmm. And Madison moved to Raleigh. And Julia was like, oh, my God, Kara's, like, best friend. Madison lives in Raleigh. Like, here's her number. Like, blah, blah, blah. So we met up. We hung out. Like, had a great time. Um, and then she introduced me to this um, girl, Brielle. And we all became, like, really close. I actually live in the same apartment complex as Madison now. And then Julia, again, coming in clutch (laughs) with the friends. She, after um, Bonaventure, she went to nursing school in Nashville. Yes. I had had, uh, brunch with her. We were laughing the whole time. And then, like, I was thinking of getting lunch with her again. But then the pandemic hit, and I was like... Julia's another riot. She's she's a good time. Um, she went to nursing school with this girl, Nicole, and Nicole moved to Durham, which is like half an hour away from Raleigh. So when Julia came to visit me once, she um, met up or Nicole met up with us. And I, me and Nicole hit it off. She's like, Aww. she's like me. I'm like another level. <laughs> um, so then Nicole's a nurse. And Nicole introduced me to her nursing friends, Mary and Amanda. So now we kind of have like a little group. And then a girl actually from Bonaventure moved here. And we just actually met up a few months ago. And we became really close friends. So it's like you got to kind of put yourself out there in like a weird way. Um, And maybe somebody you know, know somebody, Mm -hmm. know somebody that you guys could vibe with. Um, I never really got on like Bumble. I think there's Bumble BFF. Yeah. Since I moved here, finding, like, friends has been a struggle for me, but not, like, Mm -hmm. in a way, like, I'm sad about it, but I'm also, like, not the type that's gonna, like, I always say this to Tom. I'm, like, I don't have my, like, Danny, Carissa, or Jenna friend. Like, Mm -hmm. I have friends here, and they're all really great people, and, like, I cherish my relationships with them. So dearly, but they're not, like, someone I could text that's, like, want to go to Target or, like, hit a drive through and wander the mall with me. Like, it's, like, yeah. a different type of relationship that I feel like kind of, like, chemically needs to be there. And a yeah. lot of my friends are more, like, let's get brunch, let's get dinner, like, let's go do something. And I haven't mm-hmm. found the friend that's, like... I don't have to do anything with them to... Yeah, you guys can sit in a room and just not talk for hours. Yeah, like... And just, like, be okay with that. Yeah, like, whenever... Like, when Danny comes to visit, I'd say a majority of our time, we're, like, laying on the couch watching TV. We'll go out to eat, and we'll go, like, wander someplace. We might go to a bar, like, one of the nights. Mm-hmm. But it's not, like... It's like not having a sense to feel like I have to entertain the person all the time. Yeah. You know? No, and I feel that. So I, like, don't have my, like, Carissa, Jenna, Danny, like, my yeah. core person here. Um, it's kind of become Tom, which I don't care. Like, he's my husband, so <laughs> that's fine. Um, but it does get sad. So, like, this past, like, seven months or so, I'd say, like, since I started planning my wedding, I kind of, like, came to the realization, like, I'm not really in an environment where... I'm going to naturally meet a lot of friends. Mm-hmm. Um, at my old job, I, I like became best friends with my assistant manager, and I love her, and she's one of my best friends down here to this day. But again, like we just go out for lunch and stuff. But I kind of like realized a lot of my like really good friendships that I had from back home and like childhood 
were like ones to focus on because like trying to make that happen here was just like making me sadder when I like realized I already had that, you know? So I'm not the best like digital relationship maintainer. Um, Mm -hmm. But I will say like, I think I've gotten a closer relationship out of all of my good friends from planning my wedding. Mm -hmm. Um, And like seeing you guys all come together. I don't want to cry, but seeing you guys all come together (laughs) for my bachelorette party and like, Oh, that was so fun. All click so well because like each of you, like was a different like chapter of Alyssa yeah you know so yeah having you guys all come together and click so well and then getting really close with Rachel again Mm -hmm. it's like more than I could ever ask for so I'm again like not being the best digital like friend maintainer like I don't want to text like 24 7 how was your day like I'm not a small talk person yeah but I think all my friends know like without saying like if you text me like 911 or anything like I'm there you can call me like all my friends are on like do not disturb bypass so like my phone's on do not disturb at night but like if any of you call it'll pass and ring so I know like that's just like the type of friend I have to be yeah but I think it's really hard to keep in touch with uh friends and family because I'm also at the age where I think a lot of the, like, real friendships that you create aren't necessarily ones that transfer the best digitally. Like, all of my friends are, like, the type of people that I know if we don't talk for seven months, if we go Mm -hmm. out to lunch, it's going to feel like we pick up right where we left off. It's not going to feel any different. But, like, it's not like small talk is necessarily our thing. Like, Mm -hmm. If anything's wrong, like I was saying before, like, we'll talk to each other. But it's not like I'm texting you every day, like, hey, have a good right. day. You know, like, I think if you try to do that too much with really, really close friendships, it can make the other person feel kind of smuggled, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I know the same thing happened to me, like, moving away. Like, I did not keep in touch with anyone, and that is my own fault. But it's like, I don't necessarily think the relationships that were worth keeping were affected by it yeah I agree I think that everyone that was meant to stay has stayed and or come back and that's fine yeah I mean you kind of figure out who your true friends are (laughs) when you move away because if they keep in touch or even like like you said if you can pick up right back where you left off then you know they're kind of like that true friend that you're always going to keep in touch with yeah like the friendship of substance like there has never been a time where I like went without talking to any of my really close friends and like was ever worried that when we got back together it would be weird yeah like Like awkward (laughs) yeah like it's so natural like those people have known you through so many different chapters of your life Mm -hmm. and they're gonna love you through the rest of them but Yeah, I think that friends, finding friends, like, in Nashville was, like, really hard for me because it's also, I don't think I've gotten along with a lot of people my age for a really long time. Yeah. I'm really close to my brother, like, and he's 28 or 29 now, so it's, like, I am close with, like, I was close with his friends and, like, Megan is one of my greatest friends and I met her through Brandon, so it's, like... A lot of the people my age here aren't married. They aren't—they're going out every night, and that's just not Mm -hmm. me. Like, 
but I'm also 24. I know I'm like kind of in a faster, like a chapter that a lot of people get into later on in their 20s. So I feel like like not being able to like really be compatible with a lot of the girls my age. I feel that because like I would say we're both very mature for our age. And like not going out all the time and like going to a bar every different bar every weekend, like meeting different people like that isn't that isn't you. That isn't me. Not Mm -hmm. me anymore. But like, (laughs) um, yeah, it's like never been me. (laughs) You're kind of on like a different. I don't want to say a different path. You're just a few steps ahead of everybody else, which isn't a bad thing at all. Like, yeah, I would love to have what you have. (laughs) Trust me. But I don't know. I think you just get along with older people who are on your level better. Yeah. Like, I mean, in Ebony's 29, like I have a lot of friends that are my brother's age. Mm -hmm. So and I think it's because like Brandon and I are so close. Like we're literally like twins that were born four years apart. We're, mm-hmm. we mesh like so well so the fact that I feel like that really like made me more mature because I was always yeah. like with him and like bonding with him so then I learned how to bond with people his age yeah I think another thing I wanted to say is like comfort isn't your friend like you don't really like yeah. grow any like you don't grow or advance in any way if you're staying where you're comfortable mm-hmm. um Again, like, thinking back to, like, our first job situations, like, I grew so much as a person from that. And I was in the most uncomfortable position I have, like, I think I've ever been other than the end of senior year in high school. Mm -hmm. Especially, like, being in a new city, you have to be out of your comfort zone Mm 24-7. Like, as much as you are scared to go out and, like, um, go on that date or, like, go meet those friends like that you met on Bumble BFF or whatever. Um, you have to do it cuz you can get swallowed up in your apartment. Oh yeah, it's so all day. Easy to just like become a hermit. So like, easy. Today my friends are throwing a bar crawl for one of my other friends' birthday and it's like it snowed in North Carolina, which <laughs> what the hell? So it's like I could totally talk myself out of it like oh, but it's cold out, it's snowing, like, I don't want to leave my apartment, but I know that isn't benefiting me, that isn't benefiting my friends, like, who knows, maybe I'll meet, like, another friend, or maybe I'll meet the love of my life, but, like, you gotta, as much as you don't want to do something, you gotta do it, you know? Yeah, like, you kind of have to, like, put yourself in situations, like, I am a bit of a hermit, I'm not gonna (laughs) lie, I'm, like, a I'm an ambivert, so I'm an introvert, extrovert, and mm-hmm. my introvert qualities are I really, really enjoy quiet, like, relaxing time, mm-hmm. but when I'm around people that I know, I'm extremely extroverted. You have to continuously put yourself in a different position, because that's like, people will come to me and talk to me about how, like, they're not, like, meeting anyone that they would want to date, and... But they're not, like, really putting themselves out there. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, you have to put yourself in situations where the best friend and where the future person, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, Mm -hmm. could be. Like, whether that's a Starbucks, the grocery store, or a hockey game. Like, you kind of have to, like, put yourself in those positions to allow people to come into your life. So it's definitely, like, a big thing to just get out of your comfort zone. And I think a big thing that 
I I know I want to say is like it's not like we're trying to talk like you have to leave your hometown, um, or that it's impossible to be like content and happy there. Yeah. Um, I know like plenty of successful and happy people that still live at home, and like never even left for college. Everyone has like completely different goals and dreams. Yeah. Um, and if you achieve yours by moving away and traveling, that's great. If you achieve yours by staying, that's great too. Um, but some of us crave something a little more than what our hometown can offer. Mm -hmm. But I think it's worth it to try and figure it out. Yeah. I know for me on my family, like my brother, my oldest brother, he moved away (laughs) to freaking Washington State <laughs> as far as you can get away from New York <laughs> he was like bye I remember yeah. that yeah so he moved away and then he moved back and then um when my other brother graduated college um they kind of worked together in this little venture thing and then they both moved away I moved away first like mm-hmm. I moved to Raleigh and then I think they moved out to Colorado that October or something but um my parents, like, always wanted us to, like, move on and do more than what Geneva could offer. Um, and now, like, they're seeing how successful all three of us are that my mom picked up and moved. She now yeah. lives, like, 10 minutes away from me. <laughs> um, but, like, she's, like, I'm pushing her to get out of her comfort zone. Like, she's a hermit. Like, she'll stay in as much as she can. Mm-hmm. But I'm, like, Mom, you need to go... Um, meet friends like so she put a little post about herself on this Facebook page of like another Facebook page about relocating to Raleigh and she met like a bunch of ladies and they like they go to dinner and like she's met like friends I know my experience down here like you need to get out of your comfort zone you're not gonna move down here to a whole new city Mm -hmm. and stay at home like I understand like you got dogs whatever Mm -hmm. but you can still go out and have drinks or grab a beer like I'm trying to push her to go to sit at like a bar by yourself or like go to dinner by yourself oh it's the Um, best most like freeing experience yeah but she's nervous but I mean that's what you got to do you got to put yourself out there and get out of your comfort zone or even go see a movie by yourself yeah and that that goes in another topic we were talking about is confidence like you got to have that confidence Mm -hmm. to do those things but like you were saying like I don't think I don't think we realize how much, like, our, like, growing confidence has given Mm -hmm. other people confidence. Yeah. People just, like, seeing us go do our own thing, like, how you were talking. And, like, even when I started my, like, little side business, like, there's so many other people in my family that are like, I think I want to start this thing. I want to start this thing. And it's like... You just, like, kind of do your own thing, and then by default, it makes them realize, like, I can do my own thing. Yeah, exactly. I think that's what clicked in my mom's head. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think another thing that comes with, like, moving and doing your own thing is realizing that, like, being selfish isn't necessarily always a bad thing. Mm -hmm. Like, you're allowed to be selfish before you have kids and before you get married, luckily, if I'm selfish a little bit, Tom doesn't care. He's, like, the most unselfish <laughs> person ever. But, like, just, like, being able to be, like, I'm going to move and I'm just going to figure it out. And mm-hmm. I'm doing this for myself and no one else. Like, I think it's really important to know that 
like being selfish doesn't always have to be a bad thing. And like as yeah. soon as you graduated, if I was your mom, I would have been like, now's my time to be selfish. Like, yeah. And I'm glad that like her seeing you move gave her that confidence to do that, to do mm-hmm. that and like experience a whole new life yeah. type of thing. I'm always about like trying to do it while you can. I've been surrounded by like so much death in my life that I'm just sort of like, you truly never know. You truly never yeah, know. And it's like, exactly. you you should do it now because as mm-hmm. soon as you start coming up with the excuses, like, I can't, I don't have enough money saved. Granted, you should be responsible and try to be as responsible as possible. But like, if it's not that excuse, it's going to be something else. So it's yeah. like, you got to dive in or else you will blink and you'll be... 48 years old and your whole life will pass you have mm-hmm. passed you by because you were on like the fast track easy more comfortable way yeah and I'll tell you what like that was one of my excuses um when my dad was like why haven't you been like applying to jobs and I was like I like I'm trying to save up money to like because I want to move away I'm not going to apply jobs in Rochester like I, right. I don't want to stay around here um but I think that also just come like it's an Money is always an easy thing to, like, write in as a fear. Like, Mm -hmm. you're scared of doing something, so it's good to, like, just use the money situation as an excuse. There's people who move with so much less. And that's, like, what I kept telling myself. Like, there's people who are in terrible situations. They pack a suitcase and just hop on the road, and they figure it out. Mm -hmm. Or they go backpacking to Europe. I'm like, how? How do you afford that? How do you do that? I know. (laughs) I'm asking for a friend. (laughs) Or, like, the people now that do, like, van life and they, like, just, yeah. I would love to do that if I could figure out how to get stable internet in my little van. I mean, I would love to do it. But it'd be a little crammed in a van with me, Tom, and two dogs. So yeah. we'll probably need a bus. <laughs> Hell, I can barely live in a studio apartment with two cats. <laughs> I have so much shit. Yeah. Oh, I, don't, I would have to sell a lot of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> All right, guys. So thank you for listening to our first episode about moving out of your hometown. Um, The next episode will be about life after college and all the stigmas that go with it. So it won't be the same as this one. It'll be a little (laughs) different. (laughs) But yeah. Yeah. Thanks for watching or not watching. Thanks for listening. (laughs) On your drive home or while you're in the shower, whatever the (laughs) hell you're doing. (laughs) If you enjoyed Share, like, comment, follow our Instagram. And we hope to have you back. Yeah, thank you. 